What's good, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Amitalaki TIS podcast with your host, yours truly, Josh Shields. Got a good show here for you on this Wednesday, uh, April 14th, the year 2021, or Thursday, April 15th, the year 2021, if you're listening to this the next day. Got a good show here for you. Uh, here in the middle of the month of April, uh, give you my two cents on the nets and load management and all this other garbage that's going on between with the Brooklyn Nets this basketball season. I give you my thoughts on that at here at the top. Um, give you, of course, uh, Hideki Matsuyama, who won the Masters this past weekend, to give you my thoughts on Major League Baseball and the replay system and all things those are concerned. Uh, before you end, yes, I am aware of it. Yes, I, if you've seen me on social media, I've tweeted about it, gave my two cents, my Instagram story about it. Yes, I will get into Dante Wright and that scenario that I will save that for Saturday's episode rather than today. Save give you my thoughts on that on Saturday. So stay tuned for Saturday's show. I will uh, give you my complete thoughts and my complete opinions on that scenario up in many in Minnesota um, come Saturday. But for now, let's get into a uh, let's get into a situation as far as the Brooklyn Nets and load management. I mean. You know, I just, I mean, I, I, I don't, I honestly, I don't get it. I mean, you would think that, you know, around th- this time last year, you know, April 14th, 2020, there were no sports on. There were no live sports on. No one was playing any games, no tennis matches, no golf tournaments, no basketball, get, no NBA games, no NBA regular season basketball games, no NBA playoff games, no NHL hockey regular season or playoff uh, games, no MLB regular season, no opening day, and nothing, absolutely nothing around this time, if you want to be specific, on this date, 365 days ago in 2020. And you would think, considering that a lot of players um, did not have a chance if they were if they were on a bad team and didn't have a chance to play basketball until um until uh what uh 8 months later of December this past December or if you were on a good slash playoff team you didn't have a chance to play for another 3 more months but no one was playing every NBA player you know from LeBron to LeBron James to uh from LeBron James to Dwight Howard, were not playing. They weren't playing because of the pandemic. And you would think that because we have made enough progress, not completely, but enough progress to the enough progress where sports have started up again, of course, we're playing games, we're deciding and crowning champions. And we're just starting to get fans back into the venues to watch them play live with a mask on and or vaccinated and everything else. 
and you would think that the modern NBA player, the modern-day NBA player, especially the superstars, the Kevin Durants, the Kawhi Leonards, the Kyrie Irvings of the world, you would think, you would think that they would have enough decency or say in the back of their minds, you know what? This time, around this time last year, we couldn't, you know, we couldn't play. And we didn't play because we weren't allowed to because of the health risk with the pandemic. Sports was shut down. The world was shut down whole nine yards. You'd think that in the following season, where they're out of the Orlando bubble and actually playing in their home NBA arenas, some of which the Nets are playing in front of fans. You'd think that they would appreciate going out there on their home court in front of live people within the arena and, of course, on television. You'd think that they'd say, you know what? I really took playing the game that I so deeply loved and grew up playing as a kid. I, re- I, I took it for granted. You know, that old phrase, you don't know what it, what you have until it's gone, that applied because of what went down in the, within the last 12 months or so because of the pandemic. Yeah, I, you know, I, I'll admit, I did take some things for granted. You would think that. You would think that. But not members of the Brooklyn Nets organization, not Kevin Durant, not... Kyrie Irving, not James Harden, not LaMarcus Aldridge, not Blake Griffin. Durant, Aldridge, Griffin, Harden. Harden, he actually plays. He doesn't do many of that load management stuff. He actually plays, and he was sore, so I gave him the benefit of that. But Kevin Durant, who never, ever, ever plays. Never plays, has not, does not play consistently on a night in, night out basis since he hurt himself in the NBA Finals with Golden State, and at the in the 2019 Finals against Toronto, and did not play all of the 1920 seasons because of his Achilles injury. Do you know that he has only played? He's only played 22 games and started 20 this season. Did you know that? Did you know that? Kevin Durant does not play basketball. And for someone who is worth as much as he is, who makes as much as he is, who has the cachet and the appeal when you turn on a basketball game, because he's going to go down to top five, top ten greatest players in the history of the sport. But it, it's it's a joke and it's a problem. The paying customer, and I understand that there's little fans in the stands because of the pandemic, but you get my overall point. Fans pay good money, hard-earned money, and have to deal with traffic, parking, you know, in parking garages, you know, you know, their their arenas built on city blocks. You know, it's not like it's not like football. It's not like football or baseball where a, where a good few acres of land is cleared away, and you know, and it's a stadium. It's a stadium, and it's a parking lot surrounded. NBA these these arenas are are even if little space is made out for them, they're meant to. They're kind of meant to be like you know 
a tenant on, a, you know, a little, you know, a building on the side of the road. Where if you, you want to go in, you got to park your car in the parking garage and walk to the arena. Especially, especially in these big time cities, cities a la New York and Los Angeles. But you'd think people that pay hard-earned money have to do with all the crap that that's involved in going to a ba- going to a basketball game, no less in the city, a la New York and Brooklyn. You would think dealing with the traffic, and if not the hustle and bustle of taking the trains and the light rails and and the inconvenience of having to essentially go and not sit near anybody and have to. Since you wear a mask the whole time you're there, at least during current times, but all the garbage, the garbage that goes into going in, going to an NBA game, you would think that Kevin Durant and the Brooklyn Nets, who are charging the paying fan to come into the arena watch them play, you'd think they have enough decency to say, you know what, Kevin, you rarely played this season. Okay, you play Tuesday night, big deal because the game got pushed back because of you because of the protests and, and slash riots in Minnesota. You know, you take an off day. Really? Really? Kevin Durant, because Kevin Durant, because we want to pamper him and baby him too much. Last time I checked, why don't we why don't, why don't we look it up? How old is Kevin Durant? Why don't why don't we look that up since we're since we're sitting here? Kevin Durant was uh Let's, let's look. Let's look up how old. Ke- let's look up how old Kevin Durant is, and g- g- maybe get ourselves an idea here. Because last time I checked, Kevin Durant is not exactly a child. He's a grown man. Okay, Kevin Durant is thirty-two years of age, getting pampered like a, like a spoiled brat, like a spoiled six, seven-year-old child who has again barely played this season. He's played about twenty-something games. And he comes off the bench. And he puts on phenomenal f- performance, and people make it sound like that that uh, that uh, he's Willis Reed coming in there playing with two with us who's scoring two baskets with with uh, two torn biceps. I mean, give me a break. He's played. To, he's rarely played this season. You think that's fair to the Nick fan? You think that's fair to the basketball fan who enjoys watching Kevin Durant play? Who's the Kevin Durant fan? Or if you live outside of the New York metropolitan tri-state area, that do who pays the NBA league pass to watch him play out of market? Or if you wanted a few fortunate people to go inside the Barclays Center and watch and watch the Knicks, or excuse me, the Nets, and got net season tickets. How about that? Or in Wednesday night's case, when it's the Nets against uh, the 76ers, arguably the two. Not arguably, but the two top tier best teams in the Eastern Conference, their records are near, are near identical. They got them at seven o'clock prime time on ESPN, and the Brooklyn Nets and National and Tiger organization, Kevin Durant included, essentially gave a proverbial middle finger to every basketball fan, to the net fan, and to ESPN who has spent billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars for the rights to broadcast their games to get crappy ratings. You'd, you'd think they'd have enough decency and, a, and, a, and, a, and enough respect. They, they, look at, they look at the regular season as a crapshoot. 
No, I won't make it to the playoffs anyway. And 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 for whatever the reason, the Nets have this screwed up, unrealistic, immature mindset that all of a sudden Harden, Irving, and Durant are all of a sudden going to click, like the you know, like they're like it's my team on NBA 2K21, and all of a sudden they're going to beat the Lakers or or beat the Clippers by 50. Or or beat Denver or beat Utah by twenty five. Coming coming when it comes time to an NBA Finals, it do, life does not work that way, and that's not how sports work, especially basketball. Got to be in sync. You got to have momentum. Got to have rhythm. Got to have camaraderie. Got to have chemistry. And I might be wrong, but I, I I can never recall Durant, Harden, and Kyrie all playing at the same time. For 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 a length of a majority of the game, I can't re- I can't recall. I might be wrong, but I I cannot remember. And Kevin Durant, who you would think would be dying to get on a basketball court, considering that he tore his Achilles in the NBA final and missed out on an entire season, you'd think he'd be chomping at the bit, itching to get on the basketball court, but that's not the case. You'd think that. You would think that. No less coming out of a pandemic where around this time last year, nobody was playing basketball. Unless it was out on their driveway or in their private gym in their million-dollar mansion. No one was playing NBA games on August, August, on April 14th, 2020. Nobody. Unless you were LeBron James going one-on-one with uh, Bronny in, in your driveway. No one was. And you think Kevin Durant would have enough deeds to say, say, you know what, gosh darn it, I'm playing. I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a grown man, 30-something years of age. I've rested my Achilles enough. Give me the jersey, give me the uniform, I'm going out there playing basketball tonight. Nash, shut up, quit pampering me. I'm a grown man, I got it. It's my body, my choice. I do what I want. Let's go. You'd think that. But the soft, spineless people that run the Brooklyn Nets organization that pamper Durant, that pamper... Kyrie Irving and allow Kyrie Irving to walk all over him, you know, going to birthday parties with his sister, Maskless. Team team has a road trip on his way to Detroit. He says, "Screw you guys! I'm taking I'm, I'm taking a a a a, 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 a quote unquote personal day, a, a personal day, quote unquote family reasons because I want to live it up, Maskless, in the middle of a pandemic because it's my birthday. Really." And I hate to say it, but I, I, to a certain degree, and not with everything, but when it comes to the on-the-court stuff, as far as this load management and all this nonsense, and the crap that James Harden pulled to get himself out of Houston, I can see why the older audience, especially the older white guy, gets turned off by this. I can see why. It's frustrating. And especially if you were an NBA diehard back in the day, with... Kuzi and 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 Walt Chamberlain and 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 Patrick Ewing and and Walt Frazier and 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 um and uh, and Worthy and Magic and Bird and Jordan and even as recent as Kobe, you, you think you you think you think Kobe Bryant would ever do anything like this? You think Kobe? Now now he now he did now. Kobe missed time because he because he had injury, 
But you know, let's look up when Kobe the year Kobe he um he injured his uh I think he tore his Achilles the one year. And um he tore his Achilles the one year or he tore his Achilles the one year and he barely played. Let's 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 look at let's look at Kobe Bryant games he played. 96, 97, 71, and go from there. 71, 79, 50, because it was a strike. 66, 68, 80, 82, 65, 66, 80, 87, 82, 82, 73, 82, 58, 78, 6, 35, 66. So he was injured part of the time. But let's, how many times has Kobe Bryant played at least 80 games or more? One, let's go through it. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six times. And if you want to go to the 78, 79, 80, yeah, it's about, about 7, 8, 9. Kevin Durant, when is, how many times has he done with the 80-something games? Let's look. One, two, three. Three times. 80, 74, 82, 78, 80, 66, 81, 81, 27, 72, 62, 68, 78, 22. I mean, really? People are... And, and again... And especially when these guys go on the road and they and when they play, which makes it worse. You know, any fan, whether if whether if you're a a seventy sixer fan, for example, you know you can see the seventy sixers play every night. They're your hometown local team. And even though you may be a seventy sixers fan, you don't necessarily pay to watch the seventy sixers. You pay because the Nets and Durant and Harden and Kyrie Irving, three. Top 10 best players in the NBA right now. Yet, the majority of them don't play. And they rarely ever play together at the same time. So, and, and the thing that makes it worse is that we sit up here and we have these debates in the, on the barbershop and on first take and undisputed pizza and everything else. Who, whose player is better than the other? Well, these arguments are starting to become pointless now because these players never play the freaking games. So I can sit up here and debate that well, one guy's better than the next guy, and this guy's better than the other guy when they never when they never play. When they never play, you you'd have to whatever game that they have played, you got to take their stats with a grain of salt. And you'd think again, coming off of a year where we were in a pandemic and they weren't even playing basketball a year ago. And they say, you know what? The fans deserve it. They Again, out for the season because of an Achilles, COVID, whole nine yards, I'm playing. Because of the spineless dopes, Nash, the GM, everyone that runs that Nets organization allows the players to walk all over them. And, and it turns off the average American that has that that, that works the normal nine to five job. Turns them off, especially the older one. Turns them off, and I can see why. Because you, because and you know why it turns them off? Because and why it burns them up? Because they know that if you were to pull the crap that Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant has pulled with the Nets. Your employer would have you out on your behind so fast with a pink slip and your final check would know what hit you. Granted you, get, granted, you get a certain amount of PTO days for you to take. 
But once you've used them, that's it. You can't get any more. You only got a certain amount of vacation days and a certain amount of PTO days in a year. Only a certain amount. And a limited amount. Yeah, I mean, I mean, my goodness. I mean, it, it, oh, it's 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 so dumb. Saying, so, you know what? Yeah, you know what? I I don't, guys, I don't feel like coming into work today. Sorry. I I, I worked extra hard the day before. I know you're paying me a fortune, but but yeah, I I really worked. I really gave it my absolute all, and I gave my hundred and ten percent, and gave it everything I got yesterday, but. Today, I just, I, I just, I just don't really feel like it. I'm not up to it. I'm not up to coming to work today. I'm not, I know you're still paying me, paying me a fortune, regardless of what I'm still going but I don't feel like showing up to, to work today. You're sick? No. Hurt? No. Just don't feel like it personally. Just, I, I, I need a day of rest. I need, I need, I need a day of rest. I need to take myself, save some little time for myself for mini vacation. Are you kidding me? You, you you think any any regular average company in America would tolerate that crap? Any 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 CEO, any boss, any manager, any president, any supervisor worth their salt would tolerate that? Really? And yet the Kyrie Irvings and Kevin Durant's of the world get away with it. Why? Because they dribble a basketball. It's just it's it's just dumb. The average Joe can't can't do it and it, and is not in that position to do it. But but uh but but Durant really. And I'm not even talking about the average Joe. Go to any other profession where they where they get paid millions. How about how about a singer? Perfect example. How about Bruno Mars? How about Bruno Mars? When he had his little 24-karat magic tour deal. Well, Bruno Mars, you know, while, you know, he's touring America before he leaves the country and goes and goes with the, with the international stand of the store. You know, how about he tell either his manager or whoever he reports to, how about he tells him after he essentially, you know, had a concert, had a concert and had a concert in Los Angeles on Vegas on, in Los Angeles on Sunday night, Vegas Monday night. Uh, and then and then had to fl- and then had to fly to Dallas and had a concert on Tuesday night in Dallas. And when it came time for him to perform at uh, let's pick a city. Uh, when it came time for him to perform in uh, let's say uh, San Antonio, the you know, the uh, Bruno Mars turns to his manager or turns to every reports to you know as far as the concerts and the tourists are concerned says you know what I I you know what I came out there and I performed sun- Sunday Monday Tuesday gave my all gave it a hundred percent danced my tail off sung like I've never sang before I I, I busted my behind you know what I'm not I'm not showing up to San Antonio I'm not showing up to the AT and T Center in San Antonio tonight sorry my 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 voice. My voice is a little is a is a little coarse. My mouth is a little dry. Throat's a, a little a little raw. Sorry, no, no, I'm not gonna show up. Bruno, Bruno, sick. Bruno, are you sick? You have strep throat. You got laryngitis. You got what? We we got no. I got none of that. It's just you know. I just you know my, my throat's a little raw from singing last night, and I and I just don't feel like showing up. 
How, how, do you, how do you think the paying customer who pays as much money to get inside those Bruno Mars concerts as they do in the NBA game to watch Kevin Durant play? How, 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 would, how would you think the, uh, the, the concert go? It was a big-time Bruno Mars fan that had to deal with traffic on the way down to the arena and the crabness and the crowdedness of getting inside the arena, getting their ticket scanned, getting to their seat. How do you think they how do you think they'd stomach that they finally get into their seat, they're all hyped, they're all anticipating Bruno Mars to perform. And then the PA announcer comes on the thing and he and he, and he, and he says Ladies and gentlemen, I hate to inform you, but uh, tonight Bruno Mars will not be performing tonight in front of the San Antonio crowd at the AT&T Center. He is taking a personal rest day because he said he is tired. Thank you for your cooperation. And, and oh, by the way, and all sales are final. You can't get your refunds. And all sales are final. Hope you understand. Enjoy, uh, enjoy the hooligans with no Bruno Mars. Take it away. How do you, how do you, how do you think that crowd would react? You, 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 you think, you think they'd be excited knowing that they paid good hard-earned money and had to deal with all the crap getting to the arena for them to finally get there and say, guess what? Bruno Mars ain't performing. When there's nothing wrong with them, it's so tough to take and tough to stomach, especially in this day and age, where if you're, where you know, with the pandemic and so many people unemployed and half over half a million people dead, where if you have a job that's willing to pay you of any kind, and no matter what amount, if you have a job in this day and age. You are blessed and you are fortunate. As long as the day is long, especially in today's climate and what we're going through today as a society, you thank your lucky stars that someone wants you to work for them and for you to show up to work each and every single day. Another thing, it's it's like the Durants and the Irvings. They're so out of touch with reality and so out of touch with what the common man or woman feels and has to go through that they look bad. And they sit in and they wonder why. This is why they look bad. This is why, this is why it's half the time people can't take them seriously. You're getting paid $40 million, You rarely play it all season long. And because you played a game in Minnesota... On what was supposed to be your off day, you can't play at the Wells Fargo Center in Philly. By the way, flying top class, first class, private charter jets from Minnesota to Philadelphia to play the top teams in the Eastern Conference in the Philadelphia 76ers on ESPN. Really? And then Kyrie Irving taking days off, going birthday parties without a mask on. Or decides he wants to take miss 30 days of work because he was because he was because he's shaking so badly about what's going on in our society. And don't get me wrong. I read that Kyrie Irving is a good guy when it comes to with this with 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 the social justice change. But at the same time, LeBron is too, but LeBron shows up to work every night. 
you know, you can go about uh, sh striking up change and doing better for the community on things bigger than basketball and still do your job and show up to work every day. You, you should be able, as a grown man, to walk and chew gum at the same time. And it's funny, you know, last night I, I went back and I watched Adam Jones' last press conference, press conference as an Oriole back in 2019. And it's funny, Adam Jones made the point, the former Oriole center fielder, he made the point that if Adam Jones, he made the point that if he wasn't able to go out on the field every single day for six months, 162 games approximately every single season and give it his all and produce in center field and at the plate, then all the stuff that he does away from the baseball diamond and off the field and in the community, it'd go by the wayside. And he, and he, knew, and he knows that. Now, Adam Jones knows that there are things in life bigger than baseball, but he had the self-awareness and had the wherewithal to say, look, anything I do away from the field means nothing if I can't perform on my stage. And Adam Jones' stage was playing baseball every single night for the Orioles. Kevin Durant's job is to play basketball when he's healthy, and everything that I've seen is that he is every single night for the Brooklyn Nets. Oh, I, I need I need to take a rest day. I mean, I I I played in two. I played in I played in uh, Minnesota Tuesday night. Why well, I got to play tonight in Philadelphia? They're paying you forty million dollars. Play. My goodness. Getting paid, get, getting paid by the millions to pick and choose your spots and cherry pick. And to basically pick and choose when you want to show up to work. That's not how the real world works. And that's not how the real world outside of the Brooklyn Nets organization, the NBA, that's not how they operate. You don't get to pick and choose when you get to show up to work. You want the money, you got to show up to work on the days you're supposed to show up to work. Period. End of story. You don't get an infinite amount of personal days off. And it's like that he has to ride, it's like that he has to ride in the back of a train Ride in the back of a train like they did in the 1930s to get back and forth. They get back and forth between cities and places. They're they're flying first class chartered jets. They're not flying Southwest. First class chartered flights, back and forth, with ample amount of resources to keep their bodies fresh and healthy as. As much as they possibly can. And Kevin Durant, who's played about 20 games this season, who missed all the previous season, can't bother to get his behind up off the bench and play a quote-unquote back-to-back against the Philadelphia 76ers on ESPN, who has paid billions of dollars for the NBA broadcasting rights. Billions! 
And in the NBA and ESPN wonder why the why the ratings are down and why no one cares about the regular season. Because your players don't care, that's why. If your players don't care enough, your superstar players don't care enough to show up and play every single night, why should the average fan turn in and turn turn on the television and watch the games? Why? Your players are telling us that it's meaningless, means nothing. I screw the bank customer coming into the arena, screw the fan base, or screw anyone watching on television. I do what I want. If I don't feel like playing, I don't feel like playing. Tough. And rather than the Nets showing a bit of a spine and playing hardball with them, they let them walk all over them like a doormat. And let them essentially do whatever they want. Like the phrase, the inmates are running the asylum. There's no rules. There's no structure. Who's in power here? The players or the organization? The, the, people, the people at the top, the GM, the owner, the coach, they run the organization. They're the guys that hold the power within an organization in sports, not the players. Who are soon appear building up super teams like it's NBA 2K and none of them ever play together. My goodness. It's, it's, just, it's just not that difficult. Just show up and play your basketball games. You're not fighting COVID. You're play, as doctors and nurses and nurse practitioners and anything else. And surgeons and, 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 and pediatricians. Your basketball players show up and play the games. They pay you enough. My goodness. It, it turns people off. And, 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 it, and it's so frustrating. So, yeah, I want to see, uh, see Durant and the boys go up against Embiid in the, in, in the 76ers. They're not playing? Why? Uh, they hurt? They sick? Got COVID? No, they're just taking a personal off day. Really? And did you know that Kevin Durant has more tweets on a Twitter account than total points in his NBA career? Did you know that? He has over he has 24.2 thousand tweets. He has 23.6 career NBA points. If Kerry Durant would spend more time growing a spine, dropping his balls, quit being a weak, pathetic, spineless mama's boy, having the guts and the cojones to go out there and play basketball games every night instead of fighting with Michael Rappaport and, and Shannon Sharp on Twitter. You know what? He be doing something right now. Typically, it's a pissing matches with Michael Rappaport and Shannon Sharp instead of playing basketball games. They're paying you millions to play basketball, not tweet. My goodness, show up to work and perform. Part of being an all-time great is having longevity and playing and show up to and play basketball every single night. Regardless of cross-country travel and playing back-to-back and whatever little aches and pains you might have. That's the heart of a true champion. Playing and showing up every single night you put in the starting line, regardless how good or bad you feel. 
Michael Jordan played with food poisoning. Destroyed Utah. Look it up. West played with two broken thumbs. Look it up. It's just, it's just, it's, it's just unbelievable. You go out there and tell your boss. Yeah, I know I had like a, a, a cramp day, a busy day the other day, and I gave my absolute best effort, 110%. I know you're paying me a good a good amount of money, salary every single year. But you know what? Take a, I have no PTO days off, uh, used up all those. But you know what? I'm taking a personal rest day. Well, if you're Kyrie Irving, your birthday rolls around, and when, when your and when your job and your little department at your job has their, you know, has little, has a decent little group project, or something or other, or you got to go on a business trip, you 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 blow your employer off and say, you know what, it's my birthday, I'm I'm, ta I'm taking off today, and 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 then and then we find video of you partying it up inside a inside of a club without a mask on. My goodness gracious. They pay you to play basketball. Not sit on a bench and pick and choose and cherry pick when you want to show up to work and give you 110%. And these guys are lost and deluded if they think that they're just going to, that all three of them are essentially going to gel together like a my team in NBA 2K21 and beat the Lakers or, or beat the Clippers or beat the Nuggets or beat the Jazz in the best of seven series in the NBA Finals. They're lost if they think that's, uh, if they think that's how, they, how they can essentially coast and, 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 and half-ass their way to a championship. They're lost and clueless and deluded. It's not how the real world, real world works, folks. Durant spent more time playing basketball and busting his hump instead of giving Michael Rappaport and Shannon Sharp the time of day. He'd be better off. Paying customers to pay, pay the expensive cable prices and paying extra for NBA League Pass and Pay and paying parking and, and the tickets that cost an arm and a leg and have to deal with all the inconveniences that is with being a uh, being a basketball fan to watch Kevin Durant play. He doesn't even have the decency to suit up after he did nothing the previous season with a torn Achilles. Then he have the decency to suit up and play a back-to-back -back in Philly against Philly on ESPN. That is a joke. An absolute joke, and Durant and the Nets organization and Nash should all be ashamed of themselves. Screw the fan, which I mean, and another and another thing that's infuriating about this is that Kevin Durant expects expects the fans' money to you know to buy his sneakers. And when he does play a show up to the stadium to watch the games, he expects the fans' money. He sits up there and holds out his hand, wanting the consumer's money when he re when he drops his new pair of KDs. Yet he does. Yet he doesn't have the balls to play a back to back. 
Minnesota Tuesday night and Philadelphia on Wednesday night. Yeah, he's sitting up here with his hand out wanting, wanting the consumer's money to buy his dopey sneakers. Really? Play back to back, Kevin, and then we'll talk about whether or not I'm giving you my money for your stupid shoes. My goodness gracious. And then Kyrie Irving taking days off because it's his birthday and he doesn't want to go to Detroit in the middle of March. I mean, are you kidding me? And they sip in and they sip and they wonder why why the older generation is turned off by it. By the average by the average blue collar Joe that works a nine to five is is, is turned off by him. Cause this is in the middle of a pandemic last time I checked, millions have uh, you know have lost work and half a million of people have died because of this thing. We're not out of it yet. You all are privileged and blessed with the opportunity to play a kid's game. To make a living. And you take it for granted that much. And take the fans that appreciate your work. And your art and your craft that much. That you don't even have the decency to play a back to back. When you're not hurt. You don't have COVID. You're not sick. You just don't feel like showing up to work. Because you don't feel like showing up to work. Some selfish bastards those guys are. Selfish bastards. Take a break. Back after this. The I'm Telling Italians podcast. Gears now to the golf to put a tie little ribbon around the 2021 Masters, which on Sunday was not great. Um, if you didn't watch any of it on Sunday, you would have thought, wow, you know, it was close. Uh, Matsuyama only won by one shot, minus 10, Cesar Torres is minus nine. But if you go back and you look at your score, look at a scored card. He uh he bo he bogeyed holes fifteen sixteen and eight and eighteen to make things to make things a little interesting that than they might have seemed on paper. But congrats to Hideki Matsuyama who became the first Japanese player to win the Masters. Um, he shot a sixty nine that Thursday, seventy one that Friday, sixty five on Saturday, seventy three on Sunday. Um, he bogeyed the first hole, birdied the second. Pard holds three through seven. Birdied holds back to back eight and nine. Pard holds ten eleven. Uh, bogeyed on holes twelve. Birdied on hole number thirteen. Pard on fourteen. Bogeyed back to back fifteen and sixteen. Pard on seventeen. Bogeyed on eighteen. Uh, had a pretty solid tournament. Really came out of uh, nowhere because it looked like that the tournament was Justin Rose, Roses to be had. 
uh, especially after Thursday and Saturday. And by the time, uh, excuse me, Thursday and Friday, and by the time Saturday came and went, Matsuyama was in a prime position to hold on to his uh, first place lead and crown himself uh, the Masters champion of 2000. And uh, 21 was not a good Masters, not an exciting Masters when, you know, when the player essentially dominates the majority of the round or the or the or the weekend part uh, portion of the tournament. You know, it's it doesn't make it doesn't really most likely it doesn't, uh, excuse me, set the stage for compelling, quote unquote, thrilling golf, especially on that last you know, on the back nine that Sunday, the fourth and final round of the Masters down at Augusta National, it just, it just doesn't. It was just, it was, just, it was dull. It was dry, and it, you know, it was boring. It was, it was not one of the uh, great Masters uh, tournaments that you are ever going to, uh, that you are ever going to see in your life. That's for sure. Um, but congrats to Hideki Matsuyama. Well, we say goodnight to the Masters until April of 2022. Hopefully, we will have Tiger back by that time, Lord willing. You know, and there's always juice, you know. And I don't know if the golf snob wants to admit this or not, but, you know, the and the Masters especially. The Masters needs Tiger participating in it and needs him in the mix and needs some juice Especially heading into that Saturday Sunday of the to- Saturday Sunday of the tournament, they need Tiger in the worst way imaginable. Because Tiger, he is an icon of he's he's you know bigger than golf so to speak, and he draws and he draws eyeballs to the TVs with with the uh, Tiger. You know, so so if if you think out there that golf doesn't need Tiger, nonsense. The 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 PGA and the Masters and the golf world in general needs Tiger Woods to play as long as he possibly can and stay healthy for, you know, once he gets his legs underneath him, no pun intended. They need him to stay as healthy and participate in as many masters and as many major championships as he possibly can to to at least on paper make these make these matches and make these uh, or excuse me, make these tournaments and make these uh, golf events watchable if not if not more compelling they 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 need tiger for that they need him especially the ma- especially the masters especially the masters if tiger would, if tiger was gets to a point in his career he he's got to play the masters every single year because it it doesn't feel like the masters unless tiger woods is involved and especially after what he did in 2019 i don't care as long as tiger woods is still playing golf on the pro circuit every single time the masters comes around I'd I would I'd I'd expect him to be competitive because he knows that course better better than anybody. And like he proved a few years ago, experience goes a long, long, long way. Especially especially when it comes to how to play Augusta. You know, t- Tiger Tiger knows something that Bryce DeChambeau has not gotten a hold of is that you can't essentially you know drive the ball nine hundred nine hundred yards. And essentially, on your on your second stroke, be you know set yourself up for a, uh, for an eagle. On your third stroke, set yourself up for birdie on a par three, par four, or or a or you know or a, excuse me on a par four, par five. No, no, no. You got to be able to chip. Got to know how to putt. Got to make make sure that your finesse game is just as good as your, as your driving game off the tee box. Tiger knows that. That's why he's won Augusta five times. 
DeChambeau does not. He's won it zero times. But congrats to Hideki Matsuyama. Get to, let's see what's next on the board. Oh, yeah. Got to complain about Major League Baseball. Stay tuned. This is the Amtel Kateas Podcast. To the Amatelica TIUS podcast. Switching gears now to Major League Baseball, who I have a bone to pick with. Because, you know, I mean, I don't understand, you know, and I could go off on the fact how I can't stand the 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 uh, the double hit the seven the seven inning double headers and the runner on second base, but that's a little too easy. I'm gonna break down about what happened on Sunday night. Between the Philadelphia Phillies and the Atlanta Braves, which was a entertaining and compelling and intriguing, entertaining baseball game between the two clubs. Um, 7-6, Philadelphia won in case you uh, need a refresher. But ha- but the re- and, and baseball, when did they add replay in? twenty? I want to say sometime between 2013 and 2015. But this is when they added instant replay. And, you know, why bother having it, Major League Baseball, if you're going to use it and take six minutes to review a play that we pretty much everyone in America watching that game with the working set of eyeballs and a functioning brain knew the answer to, and you take and you waste six minutes of our time late late on a Sunday night in the middle of April, uh, you know, and, and you still get the call wrong? I mean, Alex Bohm, the Phillies third baseman that came on and sacrificed fly, did not not touch home plate. He didn't touch home plate. I I don't know if Major League Baseball, for whatever the reason, doesn't have the angles that ESPN has access to, which would make no sense because how can you... Because how can you review the play up at the replay system in New York... If you're not using the ESPN broadcast feed, the only net, the only TV network that was on the air broadcasting that game, the game wasn't on uh, the, the uh, NBC, NBC Sports Philadelphia station, and it wasn't on the Fox Sports, or should I say the Bali? Uh, I hate that name, the Bali Sports Atlanta station. That game was the only the only network you could catch that game on, live on television was ESPN. So if you, for whatever reason, if you didn't have the camera angles that ESPN had access to in the replay center, a, I, I have to say that you're that you're full of crap, and b, I find that hard to believe. But I understand you can take six minutes, six minutes replay, and you still get the call wrong. At every angle I saw, this Alec Bohm kid did not touch home plate. 
He didn't touch it. His foot, did, it literally, it, when he slid, it, he literally tr- slid to avoid touching home plate, if anything. And every angle I saw, and in the real definitive one that I saw, there was a good inch away from the heel of his cleat and home plate. You could see it. There was a, there was white, and then it was his cleat, and then there was that brown an inch of brown that was in between. I was like, he didn't touch on play, not even close, not even close. He did not. He he slid and avoided home plate. Now how the umpire, um, how the umpire got that wrong, I do not understand. On the field, Lance Barrett, the home plate umpire, how he how he looked at that and saw that he was safe instead of out. I don't I don't get because the ball and the tag. Clearly beat Boehm, and he called him out for that, or he called him safe for whatever the reason. And they look at the replay, it takes six minutes, and they still call him safe. Why? He was out. Clearly, he was out. Ray Charles, looking down from heaven, could have seen that he was out. James Brown, looking down from heaven, another Georgia native, could see that Alec Boehm was out. Take six minutes of replay and still get the call wrong? What's the point of even having replay if you're still gonna get if you're still gonna get the dopey call wrong? What's the point? What is the point? And look like in a in the furthermore, not only did did everyone watching that game see that there was a it was a horrific call that ended up costing the Braves the game in a phenomenal, fantastic baseball game. Don't get me started on the refs and the umpires and rules and that sort of stuff. Poking its beak into a middle of a, of a of a thrilling, compelling sporting event. Don't get me started with that. But then you go on the internet, and Major League Baseball's getting dragged by is getting dragged by uh, by Mike Trout and Will Middlebrooks and Justin Turner and everyone and every and everyone you can you can imagine. I just, I, I mean, I, 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 I just don't. They need to, they need to fix the replay system. And then earlier that, well, not that week, but last week, Ryan Mountcastle of my Orioles, quote unquote, beat out an infield single, hit the shortstop, Glaber Torres throws across the first base. They call him safe. You look at it clearly on replay. Mount Castle's foot's not on the bag yet. The ball is in the Yankees' first baseman's glove. Take a good five minutes to look at it. Ruling on a fail. Yeah, he's 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 still he's still safe. Now the Orioles were down seven nothing, and they couldn't hit the broadside of a barn that night. And I know Real Ruiz came up the next at bat and hit a home run into that short porch in right field to ruin the uh, over under bet. Your bad beat, a bad beat if you had the Orioles. Uh, if you had the Orioles, uh, Yankees on last Tuesday night, but still, I'm saying I listened again to it because I was traveling back and forth from Rehoboth Beach in Delaware, and I'm going back and forth with people on Twitter, and I he's like, and he's like, well, what do you think about that? I'm saying I don't know. I'm not watching. I'm listening to it on the radio. Just send send me the video of it. Sends me the video. I'm like. Ryan Mountcastle is out by a good step and a half. What the heck are they talking about safe? Go to the replay, he's called safe. Why? What are they looking at? 
I mean, do, 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 do the refs and the replay officials do their job blindfolded with their eyes closed? Are they legally blind? Do, 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 uh, I mean, I, I, what, what's the deal? We, we waste ample amount of times with the replays and we still get the, and we still get the rolling wrong. So why even bother having it? Because if you're going to review it and still get the ruling wrong, all you're doing is just holding up the game. Two, five, seven, eight, ten minutes. That's all you're doing. Why bother having replay if you're still going to get the call wrong? I don't get it. Because when, when that happens, you're just wasting everybody's time and holding up and prolonging the game. You're going to review it. You're going to take your sweet time and move as slow as molasses reviewing the, review, reviewing the disputed call. Get the call right. Not that difficult. My goodness. Boehm was out and Mountcastle was out. They weren't safe. Yeah, I, I, don't know what, I don't know what they were looking at in New York and Manhattan. I really, really don't. They they look at it take take their sweets take their sweet time to review it and they look at it yep still safe I I I don't understand it and and again if Major League Baseball is getting to the point where their replay system is so crappy that they're getting crapped on by their own superstar players on via Twitter something needs to change because eventually and I say this all the time if they don't nip it in the bud with this replay with this faulty replay system of theirs and these crappy umpires they got eventually someone's going to get screwed out of out of a uh, out of a championship or 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 playoff spot or or moving on to a next round in the best of 5 best of 7 playoff series be, be, because of ump ball and people not and people up in New York not not looking at replays with their eyes they watching the replay blindfolded and and you know and they still giving us the same old crappy call that that was that was uh, up to review cuz eventually if they don't nip this in the bud someone it's going to cost somebody a playoff spot a chance to move on to the next round god forbid a championship whatever but if they don't nip this in the bud right now someone is going someone is going to someone's going to going to fall on the bad end, on the bad end of it If 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 Major League Baseball doesn't wake up, pay attention, wake up, smell the roses, smell the coffee, get their head out of the sand, pay attention and fix this, and that is fact. That is fact. Good show today. I will talk about that Dante Wright. You bet you, you bet your mother's life savings. I will. I got plenty to say about that, but that's on Saturday. If you're new to the show, please subscribe. Follow your the show on so on uh, follow the show on Instagram at Amatelit underscore podcast. The show on Twitter at Amatel underscore it is your boy on Twitter and Instagram at the J Shield. Talk to you Saturday, y'all. Stay safe, y'all. Take care. See ya.